Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2. Only on Hulu, Friday. Look at us. All together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots! 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 Why this Friday. He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice? With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Who does that? Vacation Friends 2. Rated R. Streaming only on Hulu. Friday. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it. Throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting and pumped on in. The Giants have won the pennant. All right, Brad. We are back. Well, already rusty. Yeah. There we are. <laughs> now we're back. Uh, how long were we gone? Uh, well, the Giants were 10 and 11 while we were gone. So that's, I mean, that's three weeks worth of baseball right there. Yeah. I, I guess it was three weeks. We are, our last show was uh, July 8th, I want to say. Were we 8th, right before 9th? the right before the break maybe right before the yeah right before the all-star well no uh a week before the all-star break. got it got it because and i was in tahoe watching games up there um got to watch the Yaz grand slam game while i was up in tahoe against the brewers the that was comeback, a good one. the ninth inning comeback that was fantastic so missed a lot of good baseball also missed a lot of crappy baseball. <laughs> so there's that <laughs> kind of evened out yeah, as we well, we're going to talk about the business side mm. of baseball with the trade Our deadline. Favorite side. Well, you know, <laughs> I I mean, I find it fascinating as oh, yeah. a oh, fan. Sure. As a fan, it, it's it's a little tough when your team is kind of hamstrung a little bit. Like I'm watching uh the pitching ninja Twitter feed just got like a gif of DeGrom throwing a 92 mile an hour change up coming off the DL. And it's just Ridiculous. like, it'd be nice if we had one of those coming off the DL. Um, but you know, there's also this other side of the side that we do love, which is the romanticism side, which is what made us a fan. And we'll talk about that later in the last segment, which was the Will Clark retirement ceremony, yeah. number retirement, which was tremendous. Gosh, that was, awesome. that was so great. In the yeah. middle of that, I'll talk about uh, being in Arizona, and I got to see the Giants live. They played the Diamondbacks, and I'll just give you like my like you know watching one game. I'm I, you know I'm I'm not seeing anything that scouts aren't seeing or that front office isn't seeing, but it was decidedly different from the games that I had been to at home. Uh, just the energy and stuff. So we'll talk about that. But l- let's talk about what you know what's on everybody's mind, which is this trade deadline. And what the Giants did and didn't do, maybe even more importantly, didn't do, depending on what side of the fence you are with this fan base. 
uh, we're going to utilize the great McCovey Chronicles here because they had a great little write up, and that uh, that'll just help help us summarize uh, all the trades uh, in in a little bit easier way. Um, so let's look at McCovey Chronicles website here. Where it's got to be in one of my tabs here. Where is it at? Um, I'll find it in a second. Uh, so the, the the basically the Giants made was it three deals? Three uh, deals, right? Yeah, I believe so. So yeah, so they made the Casali deal and Matt Boyd together as one. They made the uh, rough deal. You see it now? Yep. Yep. There. Okay. It is. There we go. For for you listening uh, rather than watching, we just basically pulled up the McCovey Chronicles. A blog post from earlier today discussing all of the deals. So the first one, and this happened uh, kind of surprisingly. I don't know what we thought was going to happen when we saw Darren Ruff was the first guy, at least the first announced trade. Now the Giants got an infielder, outfielder. Obviously they love folks who can play multiple positions, but from what I understand, defensively, might not be that much different from Darren Ruff, and that is J.D. Yeah. Davis. <laughs> I yeah, saw some stats. That... I saw some defensive stats that weren't very nice to him. Yeah, uh, but uh, he he's the the player I think that probably people would know. And then they got uh, three right-handed uh, pitchers, or I'm sorry, uh, two one right-handed pitcher, two left-handed pitchers, and two of those guys were numbers 21 and 22 on the Mets prospect list so jd davis carson seymour nick zwack which is hopefully a sound that uh is what <laughs> players don't do to his fastball uh and tomic zapucky uh were the guys that that they got from rough and and i don't you know when you're talking about 21 and 22 uh in in the prospects list you know, you're not talking about guys who you expect to just come up and, and go through the farm system and just do damage. They're, they're you know, they're just as much wild cards a, a, as anyone else. Uh, but four for one for a player, Darren Ruff, who the Giants probably feel like they can already duplicate with the roster they have now, his his right-handed uh, defensive uh, DH. Uh, you know, his, his he's basically a DH who you can throw in the field and hope he's not in too many uh, hard defensive uh, situations. Yeah. What did you think and, about and this deal? I, you know, I think it was a good deal. Uh, Ruff has an option for next year. Was it 2.5 or 3.5 million? Um, and I think it's a giant's option to pick that up, but they, most likely they weren't going to do it. I think they were kind of shifting gears. This was a, um, this, this, I mean, this wasn't a, a tank job. This, this isn't like the Giants made these moves today and said, well, we're just throwing in the towel. I, I, I don't personally, I don't think that. I think this was just a little bit of a philosophy shift to say, well, next year, Ruff, we have a lot of DHs. Uh, you're the odd man out because you can't hit righties and lefties. Uh, so we kind of have to make this move. JD Davis can hit both for the most part. Um, he could be the DH next year. Uh, and, and also the Giants got three minor leaguers. 
that uh, that were not in their system at the beginning of the day today. And 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 that's like you said too. It's it's kind of you know you you hope to find a diamond in the rough. No pun intended. <laughs> um, but you hope to find a diamond in the rough, and and you do that by adding bodies because you never know uh, change of scenery. Uh, philosophy change for one of these guys might be kind of what they need and what they've needed in their careers. Um, So I I like the deal. I thought the deal was good. Uh, JD Davis is a masher. Uh, He has hit 300 before. Um, I think in his, in his last full season that he played in the majors, about 140 games, I think is his max. Uh, I don't have his numbers in front of me right now, but, um, but he did hit over 300. Um, and, and he's got a pretty big OPS. So I, I like the move. We'll see. Yeah. I just saw something on Twitter came across that he will be in the lineup tomorrow. So, so in this season, he is hitting 238 in 181 at bats. I have a buddy, uh, my, my buddy Corey is a Mets fan and he's mm. also a big baseball fan. So he was texting me all day today about different things that were going on. He said that, he thinks that Davis himself may benefit from playing more regularly because I'm assuming that they use Davis just like uh, they're expected to use Ruff, which is against lefties. But he yeah. said, uh, "So I'll, gi- I'll give you his, uh, his, his little recap here. So he's been our righty DH, major league player, underachieving this year, but hits lefties. And then he said, you got Sapucky, who was one of our pitching prospects. I was unimpressed with him when he was called up this year. Davis might do better playing every day. So, I mean, based off of that description uh, of who Davis is, it sounds like they traded for a younger version of the guy that they have that they would have a little bit more control over because, like you said, Ruff has this year, then he's got next year, and then the 2024 there's a club option they could buy him out for $250,000. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and again, I mean not a terrible move. Um and uh not not a great move. It's not it's not Juan Soto. I know a lot of people were expecting Juan Soto. <laughs> oh, we'll it's talk about we'll talk about that guy. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. so the year that he It's hit definitely not that move. The year that he hit 300 was 2019. He had a 410 ABs. He hit 22 jacks and he had an 895 OPS. So, why did he go from playing just about every day before the pandemic to coming back after the pandemic and being more of a platoon guy? That probably has everything to do with the way that baseball has evolved with this righty lefty situation. And that probably makes the Giants uh, happy to trade him because he is comfortable in that role. Because that's the other thing is, is if you get an everyday guy and he comes to your team and you're like, nope, you're just hitting lefties, uh, that player may not be able to take that. So having somebody yeah. also come in, there's value in him already doing this job if if that's uh, the, the plan for him. Well, and when you look at career splits for J.D. Davis, his career OPS against righties is 785. Career OPS versus lefties is 775. So it's pretty even. So you got a guy who's a, a touch more versatile than than rough at the plate. Um, so, you know, it, again, it's it's a very tiny improvement uh, plus three prospects. If one of them makes it to the majors, great. Um, if, if one of them 
turns into somebody else down the line in another trade, then great. Uh, you know, you, you, you're just kind of taking those shots and that's, a, as, as we know, that's what Zadie does. And, and, uh, you know, some of us, me love it. Uh, some people, uh, hot take Bry don't, love it. <laughs> but, but, but I love it. I absolutely love, it. I love the shots in the dark. I love the taking the chances, you know, and it it happens sometimes Spe- good, sometimes bad. Speaking of uh, <laughs> of hot take, Bry, here was his last his last tweet about yes. uh, about the end of this draft. So uh, Evan Weebeck had tweeted that uh, Zadie said the present is really important to us. This is a group we have faith in, and Brian retweeted that and said, "Need the broadcast to zoom in on Farhan when we're losing to the Dodgers <laughs> six to two tonight." Oh no! So he is very much fit in. <laughs> In, uh, on yeah. uh, Giants Twitter, as far as uh, the yes. negative, uh, well, the negative it, folks are concerned, and he's going to the game tonight, right? Yes, he's is going that, to the game. Okay. Well, so both of my kids are both of my kids are going. JJ is oh. down. Uh, he's not going to be down for long. He was only here for a couple weeks, then he's got to go back to school. But he'll be. They're both going, so I'll have to talk yeah, to them about that tonight. Hot take: Bryce said he's going to have a big thumbs down for Zadie. <laughs> so, so if you happen, if you happen to see, if you're sitting there watching the game, and bam, you get zoomed in on, and, and some kid gets zoomed in on kid. I mean, he's in his twenties, and he's and he's got the thumbs down. <laughs> you know exactly who that is. I wonder if he could find a giant Zadie head to carry yeah. with him. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. All right. So trade number two that came across the wire was uh-huh. a Kurt, Kurt Casale. And you know, what's funny about Casale is if you go to giants games and you know, if you, if you're sitting up close, you could tell the difference between Casale and rough, but if you're kind of, you know, in, in the Euchre seats a little bit, you're like, which one is which? Cause they're just two big bearded dudes who hit right-handed uh, so, so Casale, uh, the other rough, he was traded. And this was an interesting one because the other rough, I love that because the giants, I think the giants really like Kurt Casale. They like yeah. the stability that he brings to this pitching staff. And he was going to be the guy, you know, they sent Bart down and just turned it over to Casale. And we're like, okay, you're going to be the everyday catcher. And he was producing, and then he got hurt, and he's been on the DL with concussion, right? Was that the injury? Yeah. And so, uh, oh, oblique. Oh, no, no. Okay. The, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, he had the oblique issue and just about to come back, too. He's very close to coming back. So that tells you they're they're pretty high on what Wins and Bart are doing. Yeah. Not necessarily at the plate, but with the with the pitching staff. And so he goes, as as well as Matt Boyd, who we didn't even have a chance to – See Matt Boyd. He oh. they'd signed him in the offseason with the idea that he was going to miss a large chunk of uh, the first half of the season, and then when he started his his uh, rehab process, uh, he had a setback, and so he's going in this deal, and they get back uh, right hander Michael Streifler and catcher Andy Thomas, and according to the uh, the McCovey Chronicles blog here, they say that. Uh, uh, Streifler is, is heavy strikeout and heavy walk guy, uh, reliever in double A. And the catcher is, uh, is Thomas, who's destroying the baseball in high A, except he's 24 years old. Yeah. So yeah. That, that seems like a perfect, perfect guy for the Giants to kind of get in there. You know, they, they, lo- they love guys like that for better or for worse. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, again, 
some more minor leaguers add to the system. That that's I mean, we knew coming into Zadie's uh regime here that that this is how it was gonna be. He took over a really, really uh, rough minor league system. The philosophy all along has been um our goal is to build the farm system and put a competitive team on the field and play meaningful baseball in September and October. And that's what they're doing. I mean, it, by, by not ditching Rodone, by not ditching Peterson, they're, they're kind of working at trying to play meaningful baseball still in September and October, four and a half, eight, four and a half games out of the final wildcard spot going into tonight. What do we have? Three games left with the Dodgers. That's, I mean, it's, it's an uphill climb right now um, because the Cardinals got better. The Phillies got better. Um, So, so it's kind of a a tough thing, but, but again, build that farm system. Uh, The the moves today were, were not necessarily about getting better on the field in San Francisco today. It was about getting better on the field in San Francisco, maybe in, in, in a year maybe in two years, uh, because again, if the, any of these prospects turn around and end up being a pace, uh, a piece that you can trade for a better player down the line, uh, a veteran, somebody who can help you out and a playoff push next year. I know fans don't want to hear that. I know people don't like to hear that, but you and I play out of the park baseball. And, 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 and so we know, you know, kind of looking at when you're trying to build a franchise, you're not always looking at what's today. What's tomorrow? What's mm-hmm. three days from now? You're looking at what can I do for this team next year? I, I, am I going to be as a GM around four years from now? If I am, what kind of team do I want to have on the field? Not that we're, you know, major league GMs, but, but we are, I mean, all of us are because we're fans yeah. and, and what do we do on Twitter all day? We GM the crap out of this team. <laughs> that That's what we do on Twitter all day. What if we get this guy? What if we get this guy? We yeah. You, 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 you had uh Bader going to, to New York <laughs> and swinging through San Francisco <laughs> Yes, for Redone. I thought that was a good one. I thought I, I thought his golden locks would do very well in center field in San Francisco. I go, oh, look at that! They're going to put a put something together and and try to go after Rodon at the last minute. And uh, yeah, no. <laughs> All right, last trade here: Trevor Rosenthal, who we also did not even get a chance to see on the on the baseball field. This was the trade that I liked the most because it was so savvy. I thought. And maybe, you know, maybe in the in the whole scheme of things, maybe they didn't even consider Rosenthal to be that much of a piece for the team. I think they just assumed that he would be valuable to him at the at, valuable to them at the deadline. They yeah. trade him for uh, outfield prospect Tristan Peters, who is uh, playing very well at high A. Also a little, you know, Little on the older side for for a guy who's who uh, was drafted at a high school, but he, he is twenty two. Lost a year, obviously, like everyone did in the pandemic. But uh, twenty two, high A. Hopefully, I think the Giants would probably move him to Richmond because you you said that he was already on his way to Double A before he got traded. So right. hopefully, he goes to Richmond. But Tristan Peters for Trevor Rosenthal. So the Giants basically traded. 
two pitchers who never took the mound for them and two of their heavy right-handed uh, bats. And like you said, they took some shots in the minors with, with, with guys who hopefully can give them a little bit more depth in, in that minor league system. And we'll have to sort of wait and see what, what happens. But uh, what did you think about dealing? We never knew you Rosenthal. <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to use the word brilliant, but I thought it was a fantastic move. That That's why... I mean, and Rosenthal was just picked up 12 days ago Mm -hmm. and, and Milwaukee is paying the rest of his contract. So, so that's, I mean, like it, it costs the giants 12 days worth of pay worth of salary, which is fantastic. And now they get a double a 22 year old number 19 prospect out of this, that, that, and that's why when you look at them, when they say, well, they signed uh, uh, Boyd in January, He's coming off of uh, arm surgery and everybody goes, oh, look, another project. Oh, you know, this and that. And you sit there and you got to think, what? This guy could turn into a prospect around July. It's, But it's funny that two guys who never even saw the mound at Oracle or, or were even, you know, in the mix to pitch because they were both rehabbing, they both turned into prospects. And I think that's fantastic because, again, what – could they have helped us down the line? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you put Duvall and, and Rosenthal, and then you mix in Boyd for a couple of starts down the stretch. Um, so I, I see a lot of people thinking probably, well, that's kind of the throw in the towel move then because those are the guys mm-hmm. that could have helped us. Rosenthal hasn't pitched in a couple of years. Boyd is coming off an injury. What, what are the chances that those guys versus who we have in AAA who have been playing all season long will help more than the guys in AAA. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll never know, but I think I'll take my chances with the AAA guys. Um, and, and if you think Zadie's done with the waiver wire between now and October, you haven't been paying attention to this team and what he does. There's going to be another pitcher that gets DFA. There were three or four pitchers that got DFA today because of moves that were made. One or two of those guys are going to end up uh, being picked up and they're going to end up in Sacramento within the next couple of days. And maybe we see them in September. I mean, that's just kind of the way it goes. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV. 
which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Uh, so I love, I really love this by the NBC Sports Bay Area social account. This was their goodbye to, to Trevor <laughs> Rosenthal here. Forever giant Trevor Rosenthal. <laughs> Games played zero. Record zero. Run zero. Strikeout zero. Walk zero. Forever giant Trevor Rosenthal. Oh, you know, when, when they traded Rosenthal, my immediate reaction, and I even tweeted it, was like, oh, they're selling the farm. Because they, at least they told us, and this is how it was sold to the fan base, is that yeah. we know Duvall needs someone to help out in those later innings. Rogers, you know, not great this year. We already let go McGee. You know, there are other relievers who are kind of trying to fit in and, and some better than others. Leon's been been pretty good. And so it was like, oh, that's the kind of move that you make when you are, you know, trying to shore up the bullpen because you, you're going for it. So when he got traded, I was like, well, that means Radon's going next and Jock's going next. And then it didn't happen. And then when you kind of think about it a second, you go, oh, they signed this guy with the idea of if we're not a game, you know, ahead in this playoff race, then we're just selling him. And we basically signed him on the cheap because we outbid all of these other teams. Cause we have the money yeah. to do that. So I get it that that was uh, that was really smart. Now, Radon was like, okay, finally, now let's go out and freaking win some games. Yeah, uh, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't kick any bats uh, this time, right. because that was a little bit rough seeing his him lose, you know, his composure and almost possibly hurt Estrada, and then Estrada does get yeah. hurt uh, later, and and he's out, so the Giants are running out another. Uh, an, another guy that they had to trade for out at shortstop until Beecraw comes back. And I guess Beecraw's he's playing in uh sack. Is he playing in sack tonight? You know, I'm not sure where his rehab assignment starts. I, I, I didn't think it was tonight, but it might be tomorrow. tomorrow. But, but yeah, it's either tonight or tomorrow, but, uh, but yeah, he's starting back on the comeback trail and then JD Davis will be in San Francisco tomorrow. And you almost wonder too, I mean, you know, you and I didn't play at the level where we got traded, but, (laughs) you know, I I can imagine, especially all the players in the Giants, as you get closer, you're losing, you're getting tight. Things are getting tight. Yeah. uh, Right around the all right around the all-star break. And then you come out, you lose seven in a row. Things are even tighter because now here comes the trade deadline. I like San Francisco. I have a cool house here. My neighbors are dope. My uh, the my my uh, restaurant in the neighborhood. I love to go to. I don't want to. I don't want to leave this place. I want to yeah. stay here. Um, so you get even tighter. I'm kind of wondering if that's going to loosen this club up. I mean, you heard Radon. You heard Jock Peterson. Hey, we're here, man. Let's go out and win now. I think maybe there's a collective exhale maybe some more fun will be had on the field um because like you said too the game you went to we just saw a tightness you saw uh no fun just uh not not a group of guys playing together 
uh, with a common goal. And maybe that changes tonight because uh, maybe that's the start of something there. And then what are they probably lose 12 to nothing? To, but, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just saying maybe, maybe tonight's the night things kick into gear, things turn around, guys are looser and we start to see the club that we know and love. Uh, yeah. So we're going to talk about that in a second. My, just my, my live, uh, view uh, of that game from last week but a couple more things uh here's another quote from zadie and so zadie said the giants talked to the nationals about soto no giants players or prospects were untouchable but obviously the nationals gravitated toward the package with players they liked the best Uh, obviously even with logan webb in on that deal they just didn't have enough not not when the the padres were willing to give up so many of their top guys who are outside, you know, outside of Harrison and uh, Lucky Luciano, the 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 Padres guys were more than likely highly highly more highly sought out than than the Giants guys were, and you know my my whole thing with Soto has and I've been pretty consistent on this is that I didn't want them to trade for him because Scott Boris is his agent and more than likely he's going to hit free agency no matter what. I don't think they're going to give the Padres any sort of discount to, you know, maybe they'll give them the opportunity to go crazy and maybe spend $700 million on the guy, but they're not going to say, you know what? We're going to sign this year. Uh, We're going to sign this contract a year early because we just want to get locked in. No, the whole reason why you hire Boris is so that you you have the most leverage and you get to the market and and you just have tim, teams bid on you, right? Like that's the whole thing. And oh, so yeah. to me, you got h- how long until he's a free agent? Is it two and a half years? Two and a half years. So uh, I don't even, what so year are he'll we? Be, he'll be 26. <laughs> 22, 22. So yeah, 20, uh, 2025, he'll be 26 years old. So Which at is, that point, that's going to get him a bag right there. He he he's Barry Bonds, right? He's oh yeah, he's 1993 Barry Bonds, and you go in with the best offer there if you really want him. Then it becomes only about money, and the current team, obviously that that you are like if you are a good team, I'm sure that helps you more so than if you're not a good team. But if I'm the Giants. He, and and he's the guy that you want. You got two and a half years to get your S together, and <laughs> then you you make the big play for him at that point. And and then then at the at that time, it's it's a matter of what your offer is. Do you have the best offer to get him? And if not, then you know there's no crying in baseball. You just go okay. <laughs> we, we we go find somebody else. So that's my take on Soto. Um, and then quickly, I'll get your take on Soto in a second. But I wanted to have yeah, yeah. this other quote was. Uh, Zadie on holding Radon, he says, uh, the present really matters to us for most of the season. We've been a playoff spot. Obviously, we've had a bad couple of weeks that puts us that put us on the fringes. But we know a hot two weeks can turn it around. Obviously, he is hoping out of this current baseball team that we've been watching who haven't really had a ton of hot streaks. He thinks he must think that they're due. And then he uh, Kapler today said, like you said, J.D. Davis will be in the lineup tomorrow. B-Cross starts his rehab assignment tonight. I believe it's in Sacramento. 
and could be back Thursday or Saturday. I would guess because of his uh, age, they may lean Saturday. Jock Peterson and Tyro. Uh, Jock likely to return Saturday. Tyro not that far behind. Those are the two concussion guys. So that's the latest on all the news. And uh, let's get your take on Soto and then just your take on you know the the crazy deal that the Padres and the Nationals made. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I just realized tonight is Jerry Garcia tribute night, uh, and it's sold out. So I might have to do a Jerry Garcia celebration tonight. Uh-oh. If you, if you know what I mean. So <laughs> talking about Juan Soto. <laughs> Juan Soto, uh, and, and I think this was my stance from the beginning, I, I really didn't think we we're going to get him either. I, I it was yeah. just one of those things where it was like we don't have the prospects, and if we did, we're emptying our prospects to get the guy for two and a half years. And you are dead on. Um, I mean, he's got Scott Boris. What? Where in the world is he going to? Uh, yeah, he's not going to sign with anybody um, that he gets traded to in the next two and a half years. Twenty six years old. After two and a half years in San Diego with that lineup, he's going to have some crazy good numbers, uh, and he's just going to get a huge back. My my whole thing all along was anybody but the Dodgers, and mm-hmm. that happened. Mm-hmm. The Padres probably the second <laughs> the second one we didn't want, but that's okay. I'm okay with that. Um, the Padres seem to kind of step on their own feet, so, so I'm all right with them having him. Uh, if they don't win the World Series the next couple of years, at least, you know, prevent the Dodgers from winning the World Series the next couple of years. That's, a, that's all we could ask for. Um, would love to have him in two and a half years. Uh, make a huge run for him at that point. I know the Gi- uh, Giants made a, made a run for Bryce Harper uh, because, again, you had the same – young type of talent as a free agent at that time. That was Zadie's first off season with the giants. Um, there was a push to get Harper. We still don't know. Was that a Zadie push or was that a Larry bear push? We, we don't know. We, we don't know a hundred percent who was pushing for that because the giants aren't known for giving out gigantic contracts. But when a Juan Soto comes along, uh, you, you do it, you just do it. And, and then same with an Aaron judge. If Aaron judge becomes a free agent, why not? You, you put that out there, and 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 we've seen some glove work from Aaron Judge <laughs> the last couple of days too. And I, I so I get more and more convinced that well, he could he could play left field for the Giants. Um, he's a center fielder and a, and a right fielder, but I think he could play left field for the Giants. Um, you know, down the line. But I, and also when you look at what the Padres gave up, God, they gave up. Um, uh, what was it? Five of their top five or six of their top 10 picks to get him and Brandon Drury today. They also got Josh Hader yesterday. Uh, more prospects. Who, did and, they also I, get bell in that deal? Yeah. So they also got Josh bell too. And, and, and the worst part about it, I feel bad for Luke Voigt. So, <laughs> so Luke Voigt's in the lineup today. Eric Hosmer's in the deal to go back to Washington uh, but he's got a no trade and one of the teams on his no trade is Washington and he will not waive it. He does not waive it. So instead they go ahead and trade him off to Boston um, where Boston has a 
a top first base prospect in Tristan Casas. Um, and so what's going to happen to Hosmer in the next couple of years, who knows, but San Diego eats the entire contract and Washington still wants a, a first baseman in return. So, uh, they end up getting Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt's in the lineup today for San Diego and they pull him out and they go, Oh no, you know, Hosmer's out of the deal. He declines. So <laughs> you're in goodbye. Sending you off to Washington. And unfortunately Voigt's under contract for the next couple of years. So he's in uh, Washington. He's going to play with uh, a lot of top uh, San Diego Padres prospects. <laughs> the, yeah. I saw the deal and they said, you know, Hosmer is definitely uh, he has the right to veto this trade sure. and uh, get himself out of it. But they also said that's not going to stop anything from happening. It's it's going to be like, yeah. okay, if it's not we'll him, who it. else? Like, who else do you want? And, and it's yours. Yeah. So they they were very vehement that that deal is going to get made. Uh, all right. Were there any – I know that you you had compiled some numbers or uh, some, some news about the deals. We probably we have a couple more minutes. Are there any other mm-hmm. deals that happened in these last couple days – that caught your eye? Yeah. That, well, uh, I like to just focus on today because the trade deadline trades are always the most fun because they kind of come rapid fire. So uh, Tyler Malley, who's one of the uh, red starting pitchers, he was a big starting pitcher along with Luis Castillo, who ended up going to Seattle uh, the other day for a big prospect haul, which then of course, Giants fans saw that and they go, Oh my God, we can get so much for Radone. But again, is there another Seattle Mariners out there that was going to be willing to give up that kind of haul for Carlos Rodon, who could opt out at the end of this year? Yeah, and it, was a, a it was a rent. It was a rent uh, postseason essentially for Rodon. Yeah, but but if Rodon, let's see, Rodon gets uh, let let's say he gets traded to the Yankees and he goes, God, I love the Yankees. This is fantastic. I want to stay in New York. Well, then he opts in and and he's on the hook for almost twenty five next year. Um, the Yankees could certainly do that. That's not a problem. But Mally goes from the Reds to the Twins. The Twins give up their number 6, 12, 17, and 20 prospects to get Tyler Mally. So if you're if you're a pissed-off Giants fan that we didn't get a rid of uh, Rodone, then I hope you closed your ears before I said all that because that was, a, <laughs> that was another big haul. So that, you know... They could have, uh, you know, done a deal with the Twins, and and I guess that was a rumor. As the Twins were in, uh, Seattle was in on Radon. Um, they were taking calls. Probably just didn't get, you know, what what they thought they wanted to get in return, in order to ditch the season because the Giants would have had to pretty much ditch the season had they said goodbye to Radon. Yeah, they still have a chance, but that would have been it. That they don't have anybody else in the minor league system who's ready to come up, throw a hundred miles an hour and give them, you know, what Radon could give you right now. Yep. Um, like we talked about, Brandon Drury um, to the Padres, also from the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Hosmer, like I was saying, went to the Red Sox for the number 12 pick in the 2016 draft. Uh, Jake Groom, we've heard that name before. Uh, he's been floating around for quite a while. Joey Gallo. So the Dodgers' big move today was Joey Gallo. And like I said, or I texted you immediately after, I said he's been struggling all year, so he's going to the Dodgers. That means he's going to hit 20 home runs and probably hit like 340 the rest of the year because that's just kind of what happens. Um, but he was traded for Clayton Beater, who's a starting pitcher from the Dodgers organization. He was a second rounder in 2020. Um, and that was kind of, I mean, 
you know, that was their kind of their big move today. I'm sure they were in on Juan Soto. Uh, just didn't happen for them. And there's probably, I mean, they're, they're high on Dustin May. Um, and I'm sure Dustin May was probably uh, in on one of the prospects that the, the Nationals wanted. So, uh, you know, I'm sure they probably just stood pat. They figure, well, we kind of blew out our minor league system a little bit last year with, uh, you know, getting Scherzer and Trey Turner. So um, maybe they want to kind of hold off a little bit this year. Uh, Brandon Marsh from the angels. Uh, he goes to the Phillies for Logan O'Hop, which is the Phillies number three prospect. Uh, the twins had shored up their bullpen. They have one of the worst bullpens for the um, teams that are currently in the playoff hunt. Uh, they got Jorge Lopez. who's a stud from the Orioles. Uh, for two low prospects. So the Orioles are just getting rid of guys. Um, they also got Michael Fulmer from uh, the Tigers. So that's another bullpen arm for the uh, Twins. Uh, Zach Pop and Anthony Bass, both relievers for the Marlins, pretty decent. They go to the Blue Jays for their number four prospect overall. Um, the Orioles get Brett Phillips off of uh, I think they traded for him because they the Tampa Bay uh, Rays DFA'd Brett Phillips the other day, so Orioles ended up trading to get him. Uh, Jake Lamb, who the Dodgers signed to a minor league deal at the beginning of this year, is hitting like 220-something, but his OPS is around 700, 800. Uh, he goes to the Mariners. Um, the Phillies get Thor uh, from the Angels, Syndergaard. And they had to trade Mickey Moniak, who missed, I think, all of last year. He's one of their top prospects. He, he missed last year, but he goes off now to the Angels. Um, we talked about earlier Harrison Bader from St. Louis. He's still hurt. He has that plantar fasciitis going on, but he goes to the Yankees for Jordan Montgomery, starting pitcher. So St. Louis gets a starting pitcher. Um, again, like we were saying, St. Louis got stronger. Phillies got stronger. We – yeah. <laughs> we did our thing. Uh, Royals traded Mitt Wer uh, Whit Merrifield to the Blue Jays, unvaxxed uh, Whit Merrifield <laughs> yeah. to the Blue Jays. So I'm sure that will change because uh, he can't get into Toronto without getting vaxxed. Um, and then uh, one final note, Racial Iglesias, who we, um, who we don't like in MLB the show because anytime <laughs> you get a diamond player and you get Raciel Iglesias, uh, I think you've got him once. I've got, I've him, got him like three times. I think. Yeah. He's, he's just one of those low diamond players that you seem to pull from packs. Him and MLB Aaron Nola show. for some reason. I just yes. get those guys all the time. Yeah. I got a, I got a second Trey Turner this morning. I'm like, well, I already have a Trey Turner, <laughs> uh, but he goes to Atlanta and uh, I, I think, the Angels just signed him to like a four-year, $48 million deal at the beginning of the season. Uh, now he's going off to Atlanta. So those were a lot of the just kind of big moves that kind of happened today throughout uh, the day. It's always fun. Trade deadline day. It, it, for me personally, I think they need to do it on a Saturday because, mm. you know, you're you're keeping an eye on what's going on and you're you're trying to work and you're like, but I, 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 I got to get stuff done. And so make it on a Saturday, major league baseball, make it on a Saturday going for, or a Friday. Cause nobody works on Fridays. Hope my boss didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. There you have it. Um, I guess, I guess the one thing to point out is the 
the the players who were heavily rumored to get traded from the Cubs, Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ, they didn't go anywhere. Radon and Peterson didn't go anywhere. Neither did Martin Perez and Matt Moore. So a lot of guys who were heavily rumored also did not get traded. And I think some of that Radon thing was just these teams were not willing to risk a uh, the possibility of giving up a, a load for uh, you know last couple months of the season and the playoffs, and then b all of a sudden. Radon opting in and they them not being ready for that. I don't think he's going to opt yeah. in no matter what. I, his season has been good enough to where he yeah. can he should be able to get a multi year deal based off of this season alone. Yeah, it it would take an injury. It would take an injury for him to stay with the Giants next year, like a Cueto thing that happened. You know, he could opt out. Um, ended up with Tommy John. He goes, mm, I think I'll stick around, get a lot of money <laughs> to uh, work through my Tommy John injury, so I'll stay here. So it, it would pretty much take that for Rondo. All right, really quickly, uh, we usually do the short segment of what, what we're drinking. I'll just I'll just go first because you guys yeah. have been seeing me sip this throughout the show. I have a nice red here. It was uh, my wife and I's second anniversary just yesterday. This is her favorite wine, Ridge, Three Valleys, Sonoma County. Uh, literally her favorite wine to the point of, I think she probably has like alerts set on her phone if uh, the, you know, BevMo or uh, Total Wine, like if it goes yeah. on sale or something, she gets pinged because she raced off to the store yesterday <laughs> and then she came back and I was like, where did you go? Like, what? I thought you did all your errands. And she's like, oh, there was a sale at Total Wine. And I was like, okay. Um, so, so for our anniversary, yeah, we had some of this and I'm just, I was just finishing off the bottle. Uh, but nice. that is what I am drinking today. It is. Well, it's been 103 here, Ooh. 102 for like, I don't know, four or five days in a row right now. I don't, you probably can't see out the window here, but it is absolutely pouring rain right now. Um, the temperature dropped down to 90. We've got, uh, we get, we get up in Reno here. We get thunderstorms during the summer that are just they're wicked man so that's why i told you earlier i texted you i said i really hope my power stays on because i want to do the show tonight we have a lot to talk about we've been gone for a couple of weeks um and i was like please power stay on i don't hear any thunder i don't see any craziness happening uh but when it's a hundred plus degrees i like to dip into the 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 terramana as we both love that Mm -hmm. And and I have this quite often on the yeah. show, but you know yeah. it's nothing nothing fancy. A little grapefruit zevia, throw it in the old dirty Wookie glass, and uh, with a lime, and it's super refreshing. I've been barbecuing the last couple nights. Uh, my my father in law got me a really cool uh, for my birthday, a Bluetooth cooking thermometer. Oh wow! I've been Oh, I've been enjoying that so much because it's not something you can use if you're just doing a steak or if you're doing burgers or chicken, you know, like chicken thighs or something. But last three nights out of the last week, I did a whole chicken. Perfect to use it in that. I did a tri-tip and I did a gigantic like two plus pound pork tenderloin and it, and it works great in that. So I'll sit out there 
with the Bluetooth, get the alerts on the phone of, you know, when I'm hitting certain temps and it also checks ambient temperature of the barbecue, oh, wow. which is great. And so I could just sit there with a drink and, uh, you know, stare up in the sky and, uh, just pretty much, uh, do nothing. So I, th- these are the drinks that I have when I'm doing nice, this. nice, yeah. perfect stuff. All right. So, uh, let's actually, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll just quickly talk about when I went to the game and it was actually a really depressing game because as we know, the diamondbacks are not good mm-hmm. and their fan base. Now it's kind of funny because I'm watching the Derek Jeter doc. And, and right when I saw that the doc was coming out, I was like, there's no way I'm watching seven episodes of Derek Jeter. I'm not even that big of a Derek Jeter fan, but I've stuck with it. And I think I'm through episode three or four now. And the reason why I'm watching it is not because of Derek. Derek's not that interesting of a dude. He's just, you know, he's kind of like just the winner guy. And he, yeah, he doesn't have really anything interesting or controversial to say nothing, none of that, but it is remembering baseball from the mid nineties through the early two thousands. Like that time frame. It's kind of fun to revisit. So, yeah, I mean, you're doing it through the the lens of uh, of the Yankees or whatever. But so the you know the the Diamondbacks they they stop the the four peat uh, of the Yankees in uh, 2001. Yeah. And so I was like, we just finished watching that episode, and you go to the Diamondbacks game right like today, and the fans are totally harmless. They're just hanging out. They're having a good time. I'm sure there's a a large retired community out there as well. They're just enjoying a baseball game, not getting too high, not getting too low. You know, Diamondbacks were actually beating the Giants. I expected to hear it. I was wearing my my roadie uniform. Nobody cared. No. And it was just like, (laughs) it was like an afternoon at the park where, yeah. You know, if you didn't know any better, you wouldn't be able to tell who was the home team and who was the road team. There was a, I wouldn't say it was half and half Giants fans and Diamondbacks, but it was probably at least 35 to 40% Giants fans in that park. Um, right. There were not that many people there either. They're like maybe 10,000 yeah, yeah. people. But, so, so 35 to 40% is like, you got like 600 people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but I like that. I like that park. Obviously, the Arizona weather's ridiculous, but the the park, yeah. you know, they put the roof over it, and it's nice and cool. It's small, so you can walk around the whole thing very quickly, looking for what you want to eat. And like I said, there's no like it. It just feels like just hanging out. You're just hanging out watching baseball, which is kind of cool. But from the Giants' perspective, because I've been to a few games earlier this year, and the Giants, no matter what. You know, they may not have the best, you know, number four hitter. They may not have uh, one singular hitter who scares the other team, but they compete. They compete in the batter's box. They take pitches. They foul balls off. Uh, Brandon Belt is, you know, not swinging at a at a ball that he doesn't think he can hit over the fence. Uh, and in this game, there was none of that. Like even Listella. You know, we we see Listella as like the secret Zadie guy. When when Listella gets good, he's going to be the secret Zadie guy. This dude's swinging at pitches out of the zone, like not even close. And I was just like, what is going on here? Belt as well did not have uh, the greatest game, though he he did double in one of the runs. But there was no life in that club that day. Logan Webb 
he was not trusting his defense for anything. He was trying to strike everybody out. He was not attacking as he usually does. So you could tell there's some psychology for him there, like thinking like, oh, I, I even said it after the game. He's like, yeah, I was trying to strike everybody out. <laughs> um, but like you could see like that they're beaten down a little bit. Now this was through that losing streak. They, they beat the Cubs. Uh, was it three out of four? Uh, it was three out of four. Yes. So they, they beat lost, the Cubs. Lost the first game. Lost the Dodger oh, game. So, you know, they, they, they beat up on another bad team, which is the Cubs. But um, I, I just, it was just like, man, you know, the, the, these were the doldrums of the season and they just wanted to get back home. Uh, no joy. Not, not that I could literally go to each player and go, how are you feeling today? Are you happy? You're sad. But just seeing like what they were doing out there on the part, you know, on the field, it looked every bit of like, oh gosh, I cannot wait to get out of here. And it showed on the field, they were awful. And I'm fine with a team that is not great. Like, you know, over the years, we've been to many games at Candlestick where the Giants weren't the best team on the field, but they had gamers. They had guys like, and we'll talk about him in a second, like Will Clark, who wasn't going to give up and he was just going to be maybe even too fiery for his own good sometimes in those moments. Uh, and, you know, Robbie Thompson. Uh, but this team needed like one or two of those guys because there was not, there was just nothing going on. They were just a professional group of players who were finishing out a game and then go getting on a, a flight to go home. And it was unfortunate because I was yeah. like, this is going to be the game. They're going to turn it around. They're going to beat up on this team. They're going to have a, flight home everyone's gonna be happy and it was the exact opposite yeah and i get what you're saying too because <clears throat> i almost feel like every night i'm watching the game and i'm going okay this is the night this is the night yeah things start to happen and we start to turn around but then but then when it does and they win like nine to two then after the game you go well that's great but i want to see that again tomorrow night yeah and i want to see it again the night after that and yeah. at least you know Seven out of the next 10 nights, I want to see that. But uh, would you say watching a game in person, uh, Chase Field, right? Is yes. Chase, at Chase Field, would you say it's like watching like off-season baseball? Kind of feels that way, watching it on TV, like winter ball or something. Okay, so this is uh, a comparison that I used to use when I was a kid. When I would try to compare what it was like going to the Oakland Coliseum versus going to Candlestick. Because when we were younger going to Candlestick, the language, a little bit more blue from the Giants yeah, fans. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a few more F-bombs thrown in. And if you're a kid, you're hearing all this language and you're just heads on some swivel. You're like, <laughs> people really talk like this. Oh, my God. <laughs> and um, you kind of feel like you're a part of this, like, underground club, right? Like these rowdy yes. fans. And then I would go to the A's games and it would be so prim and proper. And, you know, everybody is sort of watching a professional team and no one's getting too excited, even though the A's were, were generally pretty good, you know, oh, yeah. when we were when we were like teenagers. And so I would compare it like that. I would say, well, here's what it's like at Candlestick, and here's what it's like at the Oakland Coliseum. That's sort of what I felt when I was there at Chase. was like, oh, it sort of felt like a day game at Oakland Coliseum when there's like 7,000 people there, you know? It, it, and so oh, yeah. it, was, it was just, it didn't feel like a spectacle in any way. And I think that is part of the problem with this Giants team because they're struggling, not struggling, but attendance-wise, you know, they're not, they're definitely not, 
how they were when they were selling out Oracle Park every game. And I think people are kind of picking and choosing a little bit more these days. Part of that is because there's no Lincecum and there's no Posey and, uh, you know, there's no Mad Bum. Um, there's no Bonds. So whoever, I think that the next guy that the Giants get that just is a hit, that just is like the next beloved player, that person is going to be so amazingly welcome for that club because we just haven't had anybody. And and Buster, but Buster's more about sort of a you know, he's such professionally so good, not because he's like this raw rock crazy guy like Will Clark right. is, which we'll, we'll 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 segue into the Will Clark thing. But whoever that next player is going to be, um, it's probably not going to be Logan Webb because he's he's really. He's really good already, but I don't sense that like dyna, you know, the just the dynastic personality. I sense he's going to be like one of the homeboys, like, oh, yeah, that's one of our guys. But that star quality, Soto's going to be that for the next couple years, right? He's going to be that rock star. Oh, yeah. Whoever's the next rock star for the Giants, I think is just going to be like a giant thing in the Bay Area. Yeah. And, and, and do we have him in the minors right now? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, Maybe it's Harrison. Um, I still, I'm still personally really high on uh, uh, Elliot Ramos. I know he's struggling right now, but I, I would love to see him. Um, you know, with with, with um, Ruff gone, I would love to see more Ramos in the outfield. Uh, they need outfielders. I mean, they they need guys who can field. Um, come sep- come September, if they are not in the race, he should just play every day. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you, and again, that brings me to the point too of Joey Bart, and then we'll we'll get into the Will Clark stuff. But but about Joey Bart, I mean, in the past, you you used to be able to give guys some leeway. Hey, you, they got to learn at the major league level. They don't always play in AAA and lights out, and then come up to the majors, and and they just kind of carry that over into the majors. I mean, God, look at Matt Williams. He was horrible the first uh, year and a half he was up in the majors yeah um so joey bart i mean this the, the whole trade with casali is kind of saying joey bart you're learning on the job man we're not trading you you're up here get that uh weight off your shoulders and and let's go this is you you're commanding this pitching staff you're here to hit i mean you see the bomb he hit the other night i mean it's just uh, on will clark day that was just uh, i mean that was amazing he's got tremendous talent uh and people just they want to see him gone man they uh, but uh, but i don't i'm still high on him too i i think he can be a a, a great catcher uh i think he can hit probably 250 with 30 home runs in a year or two just he's got to have some time and i know he's older but you know you got to learn at the major league level it is a little unfortunate that his rookie season and or it has been going the way that it has because he does have that personality to where if he was a good player he would be beloved because he's hard-nosed you know he you could see it you could see when he when he hits that ball and he knows he's got it he's like ah that's out i've done that before you know, yeah. and, and I think oh, he yeah. could be one of those guys who just the, the fan base just opens their arms to, but they're not going to open their arms to a guy who's hitting 185 and strikes yeah, out, no. you know, every three out of, you know, every five at bats. So he's got to do his part too. Okay. Yeah, I so, want to get a shirt that says Joey Bart got a bad rap. You know, I'm just going <laughs> to wear that everywhere I go. <laughs> so talking about 
a guy who was drafted with the number two pick in the draft, uh, just like Joey Bart was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Will Clark Day on Saturday at the ballpark. I didn't get to watch it live because I, I was headed to a friend's house. So I recorded it, and then I watched it later. And, man, that was so fun. From all of the guys who were there celebrating him to just Will himself. Like, that guy's got so much charisma. Now, you know, enough about the participation trophies, Will. We get it. Like, you don't have to, <laughs> yeah, yell, exactly. you don't have to yell at everybody about that. But, like... <laughs> The guy just—he's just got it, and that's that's that personality there. And so, you know, he even mentioned he's like, yeah, you know, I may have rubbed some people the wrong way. That's why I had Robbie Thompson, the politician, next to me, yeah, uh, in the locker room. But that is what the fans saw. They saw a guy who was like, I may not be the fastest guy, but I'm gonna play as hard as humanly possible to win all of these baseball games. That's what was missing. In, in Arizona, that's probably what is missing uh, from, from a lot of, of what the Giants do this year. And man, you're just reminded, you know, you're taken back. And I mentioned sort of the romanticism of the game because, you know, we, we try to cover this team and I say cover, you know, sort of loosely. We don't look at this kind of as journalists would. Uh, we look at it as fans first, but we're smart about it. We, we're, we're, we know a lot about the game. You know, we're not going to be unbiased. We're biased. This is our team. This has been our team mm-hmm. since we were kids. But the romanticism, sometimes I have a hard time with it in, in certain genres because uh, as an adult, I find it hard myself to just be like, oh, my God, I just love what this player does. And, and thus he's my favorite player. I don't look at sports that way anymore. Right. But I but I did as a kid. And so I can go back into being 10 years old and being at Little League practice and my dad telling me that they drafted Clark. And I remember watching the Little League World Series, not the Little League World Series, the College World Series. And he's got the aluminum bat with Mississippi Valley State uh, or Mississippi State and the clank and, and then the Team USA that baseball was, I forgot what they called it back then in the Olympics, but he was on the 84 team with McGuire. Um, it wasn't an actual Olympic sport, but then you go, Oh wow. Like, and so, you know, from, from being 10 years old, I had all this knowledge about him already. And so when I'm watching will, you know, bald head, you know, he, he looks pretty good in a suit, but you see him outside of a suit, you know, he's not the same thrill, you know, he's, he's a 50 some odd year old, old, old man, but you're like, man, that's the guy. It's still the same guy that is in there that I rooted for that is part of this turnaround to what the team is today. And I just loved every second of his speech, of everyone else's speech, of the celebration. It was like perfect. Oh, yeah. And and, and, and so I watched it live. Um Actually, everybody was out of the house. They were all, you know, it was one was at the gym and the other one were shopping. Uh, so it was just me in the house. So I thought, oh, this is great. So at five o'clock, I get to sit down with a beer and I get to finally watch like something. And this is what I want to watch. Yeah. I, I, I want to be in the front of, in front of the TV for this. Um, and just, you know, they parade, parade out everybody. Here comes Barry Bonds or, you know, Bochi and everybody else. And this is fantastic. 
And then Will, you could see when they play that video, man, chill. I, I had the chills. You, he had the chills. He's he's. You can see he's already tearing up. He hasn't even come out of the dugout yet. <laughs> and then when he comes out, man, and and starts pointing to the crowd, he doesn't know what to do. He's kind of looking around, and it's it's Will. And like you said, that's same old Will that we used to love. It's just yeah. the guy's. He's goofy. He's fiery. Um, but but man, when he got in the box. When, when he got in the batter's box, there was no goofiness. The fieriness kind of calmed down a little bit. And that laser focus, and that's what I posted on Instagram. I said, you know, they retired the number today of the guy that all of us teenagers growing up in the Bay Area, uh, he was a rookie. I was 13 years old. We all wanted to be him, man. We all wanted that attitude. We all took that attitude from him and and we went out to the field with it and we tried to emulate like everything that he did. Um, there weren't many other players, you know, we didn't want to be Canseco. I didn't want to be <laughs> no. McGuire. I didn't want to be any of those. I wanted to be Will Clark, man. Yeah. Cause, cause he was like us. He was just a weird dude. who <laughs> was always yelling and always firing and always trying to get everybody else fired up. And we thought that's what, baseball is about and i swear there had to be four or five times watching that that i teared up because it was just this is all there there were two two you know celebrities whatever you want to call them growing up that really just anytime i think about them that i get kind of teary-eyed and, mm -hmm. and get kind of like excited and it takes me right back to the place and it, it's eddie van halen and it's Will Clark. Those are the two that anytime I think about them, I can I know exactly where I'm at when I yeah. hear a song from Van Halen. When I think of a game that Will Clark played, I know exactly where I was when that hit happened or when this happened. Uh, so watching that, I just I, I felt like 13, 14, 15 years old again. And uh, I thought I thought the Giants did a great job. Who they invited. Um, the speeches were nice and short until they got up to Will and they were to <laughs> go, man. It was just, it was so fantastic. I, I DVR'd it also, yeah, because I want, I want to go back and I want to watch all this, especially Kruko's uh, speech, at, you know, where where he's imitating Will Clark with his high pitched voice. That was fantastic. It was, I didn't, I didn't know that Will lived with the Krukos in his first. I couple didn't know years that either. Movie. Yeah, that's pretty that's crazy. That is great. And, and, you know, and Kruko lives up here probably like, I don't know, three miles, two miles from my house. Will Clark, come on up. Yeah. Stay, stay a couple days uh, with Kruko and then uh, maybe I'll, uh, you know, beat you guys at a, at an Italian restaurant somewhere or a, a Louisiana Cajun restaurant drink somewhere. Some we'll some crawfish yeah. and drink some wine and hang out. So, yeah. That'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, so I liked seeing. Robbie, we haven't seen Robbie in quite a while. I don't even know what he's doing because I know he was in baseball after he played. <clears throat> he he was, was third base coach for a couple different teams, and I thought he was kind of on the route to being a major league manager, but that never happened, and I don't know why. I hope somebody finds him and and you know asks him some of those questions. Uh, obviously, like seeing Barry, Barry dressed to the nines, looking sharp, uh, looks. You know, that dude looks like he's 35 years old. Yeah, like, uh -huh. What is going on? <laughs> um, and, and that's a, a time of when we sort of knew when they signed Bonds because it was Clark's team. Even though Mitchell won the MVP in, in 89, it was still Clark's team. Oh, yeah. And we kind of knew without even 
saying anything. It was just the writing was on the wall that it was going to have to be Barry's team in order for uh, for Barry to to be the the Barry that 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 he was. And so when Clark left after the '93 season, it was pretty sad. But I think for the Gi- for us Giants fans, we were like, okay, the reason why we can deal with this is because Barry is that good. And it's almost like you're sort of selling your soul to the devil in a way. Like our favorite player is gone. Well, you know, one of my favorite players, my favorite player is always Robbie Thompson, but you know, always love Clark too. Clark is gone, but that, that blow has softened a little bit. One, because the giants are are staying because, Mm -hmm. you know, two years before that they were, they were on their way out. And two, they just signed the best player in the game. And it was a different, it was like as good as Will was, as good as uh, uh, as Matt Williams was, as good as Kevin Mitchell was. Like Barry was just on another level, and it was actually kind of uh, kind of cool to hear Clark say that because when they were playing, he would have never said that because he sort of nope. saw himself as still competing with Barry in, in, in a way. But now they're they're both done. You know, they're both retired, and Will basically said he was the best player that he'd ever. See, see, you know, been an opponent of and been a teammate of. And, you know, th- th- I think that touched Barry because he was surprised. He was like, me? You mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was cool. Um, <clears throat> Will, Will was doing some weird stuff up there because you're talking about how goofy he's, he kept doing this. And usually yeah, when, yeah, you, yeah. when you when you put your fingers in your mouth, you're like, you, you, you're using it to grab the paper. But he yeah, would yeah. do that. And I thought, okay, he needs to flip the page and it, it's too slick. No, he just kept doing it for whatever reason. <laughs> and then he would do this. He would do this. Yeah. And then yeah. he would do the point. Ah, I exactly. Love that. I love that. Point. Well, because he was on the field. Yeah. He was on the field. So yeah. he was doing all this baseball stuff on yeah. the field because he's standing on the field. And I think he kind of felt like this is where I'm at. This yeah. is what I do. So, yeah. <laughs> no, it was fa- it was so good. Um, and then and then Hackman, Hackman, Hackman was there, there. and and that, that was interesting because yeah. from all that we knew growing up was they didn't have the greatest relationship. You heard that you know maybe Hackman didn't like how loud Will was and how Southern Will was maybe, and you know Hackman didn't take any anybody's attitude for nothing. So that was yeah. probably an interesting transition because Hackman was gone. You know, soon thereafter, after you know he was that the playoff uh, MVP that he was, so yeah, just interesting times. And you know, I'm sure these guys look back and go, "Wow, you know," it, it, I'm sure Will looks at that and goes, "Gosh, have I really been retired for that long? It feels just like yesterday that we were doing this." And it, it's amazing yeah. because us fans sort of feel the same way. We feel like, you know, play. I'm sure players are like, "Man, I wish I could go back. We wish we could go back too. I wish I could go back and watch Will." You know, as many times as I was able to watch him play, uh, I would love to go back and do it again. That's that's really the fun of this whole thing, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. And 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 watching the highlights too. That that video, and then Will Clark posted on his Twitter that video, and I've watched it probably I don't know four or five times since then. Um, but but you know, again, the knock up the middle in the game five of the NLCS against the Cubs in '89. I was at that game. Still, every time I see that highlight, I feel like I'm in the left field bleachers watching it happen. And you know how it goes when you're at Candlestick. You know, you got Candlestick behind you there in the background. When you're at Candlestick and it's a full house and something happens, 
and that roar happened <laughs> yeah. and that crowd stood up and you thought that place was going to cave in on top of you because it was so old and crumbly, <laughs> but how loud it was. I, I still feel that every time I see that highlight, I can feel that thunder from Candlestick Park happening. And it's just, it just gives you chills, man. I was in junior high school and I think we had a short day. And so I, my junior high school is probably about a mile, maybe a little bit long, more than that of a walk to get to school. I booked it home. <laughs> I was running. <laughs> and then, I, cause I tried to get my dad to like, come pick me up. And he's like, no. And I was like, the, the, the yeah, game. Like, and he's like, oh, I'll have it taped. Don't worry about it. But I didn't want to see the tape version. I want to see those yeah. running. And right when I get home is that at bat. Oh my gosh. Oh, so you caught it. That is awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I had a buddy, uh, Tommy Dickerson in high school. He had a, he got two tickets to the game. I don't know how he got the tickets, but he goes, man, we got to go. He goes, we're going to this game today. I don't even know if I told my parents, <laughs> I'm not even sure what I did. I just know I went to the game and I left my car at school and then when the game is over, we drove back to school and I got in my car and drove home. So I, I, I started the day at school. I don't remember if I told anybody I wasn't going to finish the day at school, but <laughs> that's awesome. That's a yeah. great, that's a great place to end it. Uh, all right. Oh, yeah. We're back. Uh, we took the short time off. I don't think, uh, I don't think I'll need any more time off for, the rest of uh, the rest of the baseball season, at least, I have a couple of more yeah. trips, but they're uh, they're 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 workable as far as our schedule. So yeah, we'll, we'll be back too. more I, often I, than I'm not. Good, so. so yeah. All right. So uh, for Brad, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace. A nature trail is more than a path. It's a place for laughter, self-reflection, and a breath of fresh air. All Trails Plus helps you plan your next hike so you can relax and enjoy the journey. Discover new trails near you with the distance away feature and get immersive trail previews and offline maps so you can take those exciting first steps with confidence. Get outside today with three free months of All Trails Plus. Just use code PODCAST23 at alltrails.com slash podcast. That's three months free at alltrails.com slash podcast with code PODCAST23. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.